Hello, welcome to InventCast, a podcast show from Capgemini Invent. In this show, we explore new ways for you to adapt and grow for the future in strategy, technology, data science, creative designs, and building what's next for your business. My name is Parry. I'm an account executive with Capgemini, and I'm here to discuss about IT-related mergers and acquisitions, aspects around IT. And this week, we're going to talk about IT M&A, mergers and acquisitions, and more specifically, the due diligence that's needed around it. We know that IT is key to guarantee M&A project success and the value creation, and it's considered a strategic driver to meet financial goals and targets. Approximately 30% of failed acquisitions are the result of unaddressed IT issues, and we are in a very strong digital age, so uh, IT plays a big role uh, in an M&A process. Many mergers stumble on the integration of technology and operations. And in this podcast, we're going to understand how can leaders ensure a well-planned strategy for a successful IT integration. With me today, we have Ludwig Dai, uh, who, who's going to deep dive into these topics with us. Ludwig, welcome today to this podcast. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me here today. I'm Ludwig Do, Director in IT Mergers and Acquisitions. In my role, I support leaders of global organizations to navigate through the complexity of IT in mergers and acquisitions. Thank you. So Ludwig, you've worked on the IT side in M&A for over 15 years. You've been with consulting organizations in the past and have done M&A with business and now with uh, more than six years with Capgemini. How has the market changed during these years? What have you observed? Yeah, I think uh, one of the big changes is the digital transformation. So that has been become a significant force in mergers and acquisitions. And as a consequence, the CIO role is becoming more and more important due to this digital transformation trend. So uh, the marketplace is sprawling with debt, a lot of uh, good, easy debt available uh, across the world. Uh, there's activity in different parts of the world that's picking up. Debt costs are low. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad time to invest, uh, to acquire companies inorganically. What do you reckon, Ludwig? Yeah, exactly. Due to the low cost of capital, we see a lot of action in the market. And uh, this is an enormous challenge, but also a risk. Um, and uh, So you need to focus on two aspects. Low capital costs means increased power to buy for companies and attract money from the market to finance new acquisitions. And this is, I think, uh, the challenge, but also the chance. Getting uh, um, these uh, acquisitions requires careful valuation, and that's one of the key things. So, for example, we have seen in the market that valuations of companies such as Tesla are higher compared to all car makers together. And that's not an attractive target. So it's really finding out where are the pearls in the market. And on top of that, COVID has had a significant impact on creating situations for some companies to grow and other companies uh, have seen uh, significant issues due to COVID. I think the digital dimension has become more and more important also due to COVID. And that's why M&A uh, is now uh, much more focused towards uh, the digital transformation. 
I'm excited with the examples you've already mentioned, and we'd like to know more. I'm sure the audience would uh, uh, also like to dig into these examples further. You mentioned Tesla, and that uh, triggers a, a, an interesting point. Recently, when you have Apple showing interest in uh, in the car industry, so there's some activity there. But moving on, uh, there's a lot of expectations now when you have the board, the the shareholders looking out for uh, new companies to acquire. And uh, I've seen companies identify a lead, such as an integration lead, let's say, or a separation lead, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's so much value to unlock. So how does this unravel uh, these stakeholders that are going to play a role for the CEO? And how do they interact and interoperate with the CDO office, the digital office, as well as the CIO office? Yeah, so our observation is that many CIOs and chief, chief digital offers are involved quite late in the process. So the deal has been done already and then um, they have to start their work. So if you are focusing on value creation as a company, it would be um, really important to make the CIO uh, or CDO also the her- hero in value creation in the digital M&A project. So I think it's evident that CIOs and CDOs should be involved earlier. And what we see currently is uh, several challenges which occur um, when the CIO has to um, integrate a company. So for example, uh, a systems and processes challenge. For example, a company which which we uh, assisted, an industrial conglomerate, They bought a European platform for growth. Um, But this platform had nine ERP systems across the different countries where they were active. This is clearly an opportunity which will will be slowing down the growth. And as you are buying this for accelerating growth, it's really interesting to um, be involved early so you can make the plans and uh, accelerate as you want it. And another example, for example, is the data integration challenge. So uh, I have once assisted a utility with um, uh, two different companies that uh, had two customer databases which needed to be integrated. And um, not merging will not uh, help you to further grow. So bringing these two customer bases and different definitions of databases and master data together is really a challenge. So the earlier you start with that, the faster you can uh, grow and um, create value out of the merger. And that's, I think, uh, the, the second one. And I, the third one is, uh, is um, asset management. So uh, that's also a typical challenge in the integration projects. Look at licenses, uh, hardware investments. And what we typically see, and that's just an example we have recently seen, uh, a private equity company sold their um, business to uh, to a stock uh, listed company. This private equity is mostly fo- focused on uh, capex, and uh, this resulted in the investment in hardware rather than choosing to go to the cloud, which would accelerate digital ambitions. And uh, so, this is also an example of an integration challenge we see there. So. As a CIO or CDO, you would to be would like to be ahead of these challenges, and this is the only way you can contribute to uh, the value of the merger. 
Wonderful. You've uh, given a f- quite a few examples. You've given role plays of uh, the CDO organization and the CIO organization. And you've clearly indicated how these uh, stakeholders uh, clearly play a very active role along with the integration lead. And hence, we'll be discussing about the kind of squads that are going to be formed too. But for now, you've uh, you've in- intrigued me with a few more questions around these individuals. So you've got the CEO who wants to boost organic growth, wants to look at speed towards the market and is identifying data-driven solutions perhaps, you know, as you mentioned in the cloud, could be beneficial. And then there are these inorganic deals which are integrating newly acquired people, processes, systems. How do you approach the CXO and who is your counterpart of Spock in this? You know, how do you, as an individual, as a consultant, as a specialist in this marketplace, how do you go and advise these individuals because of your experience of having done this prior? Yeah, I think uh, as uh, in most mergers, it's key to have a clear business case. Um, so this business case is also central in uh, advising our clients. Um, so what are we uh, looking for is where will the IT organization be able to accelerate uh, once the acquired company has been integrated and how can you contribute as a CIO? Um, so, for example, when discussing mergers with the management of uh, IT and uh, the management in more general, I always have a meeting with the executive board to explore uh, why they are looking for this and uh, where are the integration opportunities in their vision. And uh, at the same uh, uh, project, I would also have uh, an interview with the, with the acquisition target to also understand that from their side. So that's really where I would start in these uh, situations. And that will also help to understand where are the benefits and to draft a plan, which is um, helping to harvest the benefits fast and in the right uh, order. So when working on such assignments, for example, a US company we advised, we work closely with the VP of integration and with the CIO and his project manager integration. So that's the typical um, spokes in in uh, in these uh, deals. All right. Now, before we go to the next level, you know, and and I remember the game Super Mario as an, an analogy. You know, you go through different levels and hoops and hurdles. I was keen to understand, and on behalf of uh, the audience, you know, on behalf of. Uh, fellow individuals who are advising their customers in, in such uh, situations. Uh, we know IT and digital, the, the whole two-speed game. And we know tech seems to be running businesses a lot. You know, it's adding value, adding brand equity, uh, adding adding to the EBITDA, you know, before you look at uh, listing yourselves or finding value from new acqu- acquirers. So, and those that had less tech after COVID are investing heavily in tech. So it's clear that tech processes, assets are key to synergy, efficiency, and maximizing value. Now, when you when you go with a memo, when you go with a with a plan to the the spock, the technical, the technology spock appointed by the CEO, the CFO, or the CIO, what do you what do you unravel for them? 
And what do you give them confidence from? Because again, uh, you've you've seen it before and you've done it before. Yeah. So, um, what I think uh, what is important in uh, in in the first memo to the uh, to the book and to the to the C level is uh, next to uh, uh, showing that you really understood the uh, the business case behind the uh, acquisition or the merger um, is uh, is to focus on the IT capabilities. So, what capabilities will enable further growth and synergies? And of course, we will make a distinction between the short and the long-term benefits we expect. So, um, for example, um, think about the merger between a grocery store and an e-commerce platform. That's a typical example of, of uh, going digital in, in the traditional world. And here it's clear uh, that uh, digital capabilities will create value for the grocery store. Um, so the sooner you bring these capabilities together, the sooner the benefits can be harvested. But some things are difficult and some things are easy to implement. So short-term benefits, for example, is using each other's personal in a more efficient way. Um, Long-term, uh, you would look at um, bringing technologies together. Uh, for exam example, enabling uh, web shopping. Um, and combine channels with uh, the grocery store and the online uh, platform. So it's really about different things and some things can be achieved quickly and some things need to, uh, a bit more time. It's really important to find the right mix between these two different types of um, benefits you can achieve. Clearly it requires expertise. Uh, uh, this is something that uh, requires support investment because you're, you're talking about billions of dollars of value that's unlocked and this requires specialist advisors like yourselves to come in and to play a role in in post uh, a, a financial decision of let's say an m a or a separation impressive now before we get to nitty gritty on integration versus separation, and, and that's that's an area we're going to talk uh, separately, I'm sure, in a bit more detail. Let's let's take a moment and just try and work backwards. You know, it's always good to look at the goal, look at the why, and try and work backwards. You know, and my question to you would be, what sort of an end goal have you seen in the marketplace? You know, a, a, a big B2B company in a certain sector wants to grow in a swifter pace, has got the cash flow, wants to acquire. So these are examples we keep reading. But from your eyes, from your lenses, what sort of a goal would drive a company to invest uh, in the whole IT process and the digital process also better? Yeah, I think um, you see different sorts of goals in the, uh, in the market. Uh, so uh, there are, of course, uh, regulatory projects. Um, but um, I think when focusing on the digital project, uh, we typically see um, uh, end goals like uh, we are a traditional company and like the grocery store example, and we would like to go digital, but we don't have the expertise. And if we are not going to move into the uh, digital direction, then uh, we will lose market share quickly um, and uh, lose um, the whole market proposition. 
So it sounds a bit dramatic, but um, this is typically an example of of uh, end goals that companies are looking for a digital assistance, so to say, or digital capabilities, which help them to excel as a digital master. And from research of Capgemini, we have seen that digital masters make uh, much more profit compared to um, digital beginners or uh, people with other less digital uh, experience. Yes. Uh, it couldn't have been mentioned in a better time when uh, in the, over the last 14 months we've seen uh, post-lockdown. A lot of the players that have uh, enabled e-commerce, that have used AI, that have used digital tools, have got the biggest market share, just like Tesla you mentioned, or some of the big technology players. But you're right, whether we look at advertising today, commerce today, there's a lot of value coming from digital solutions. And that's a good lesson learned for now. I guess I can thank you for your insights. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I'm excited for uh, the next set of episodes around uh, integration and separation. And I want to give you a big thank you, Ludwig, for uh, joining us today, for you know bringing insights into this podcast. And I, and I believe that there's a lot more that is there to be understood sitting with, with yourself or having further conversation with yourself when customers are addressing this space. But this podcast should give them a bit of taste, a bit of flavor to uh, then discuss perhaps integration or separation in a more detailed way. Thank you again uh, for joining this uh, podcast. And thank you from everybody at Capgemini Invent, Ludwig. Yeah, thank you for the introduction. And I was glad to be here today.